What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Hey Look Listen. My name is Ona Reardon. Joining me, as always, my two favorite gentlemen, Jonathan Marcy and Liam Sheehan. Gents, how are you both? Very good, Owen. Happy to be here. Happy to be back with the with the three of us. That's my favorite way to do it. Hello, also. <laughs> <laughs> Liam, you, of course, held the fort once again last week with an amazing episode ranking all of the Final Fantasy games controversially, if I may add. Ooh. Everyone, like, I, I have more controversy for the fucking GameCube games I post online. I, everyone's been very nice to me about the Final Fantasy listing. But, um, I don't know, my controversial opinions about GameCube and N64 rankings, is, you know. Having played one Final Fantasy game, I think yeah. you got the list wrong. I think you got the list entirely yeah. wrong. Mm-hmm. All of it. Yeah. Um, but that's just my opinion. But look, the important thing is I did it with a, a smile on my face and a song in my heart. You know what, Liam? Yeah. It was actually one of my favorite episodes that we've done. That we've really done. Good. I wasn't even fucking on it. <laughs> it. It was really good, though. It was, it was excellent. Well done, man. Yeah, so thank you once again, Liam, for holding the fort. If anyone wants to check, check out that episode where Liam ranks all of the Final Fantasy games, we are, of course, available on all major podcasting platforms. Gentlemen, as we always start the show, I'm interested to know what you guys are playing. Marcy, I'm going to kick off with you. Yeah, it was good. I just needed to burp, though, so it's bad timing. Um, but we'll move on past that. Um, so last time we spoke, I think I was playing Cyberpunk, and I was really not enjoying it. Very buggy. Um, just felt like a very shallow RPG. And then about a day or two after that, I got really into it. Uh, I was I apparently had been playing the prologue, which is about eight hours long, which is <laughs> ludicrous for a game that's not that long. Um I was like, wow, this is starting to get really, really good. And I'm like, this, the story's kicking in. And Keanu Reeves had really started to, you know, his character, Johnny Silverhand, had really started to get involved. And I was enjoying it. And then I had to drive somewhere. And I had to get into a car and actually drive, which I now knew was going to be a huge part of what the game was going to be about. And it's one of the worst driving mechanics I've ever played in a game. in my, And I'm talking about, like, ever. Um, it just made doing anything joyless, uh, not fun. The radio, you know, like, because we were talking about maybe you know gta and back when the rockstar episode and how a big part of you know the game was the radio exact mm-hmm. opposite of cyberpunk it's just this terrible house dance music and there's no variation to it at all so i ended up anyway long story short i put that down and i don't know if i'll ever uh pick it up again um but what i've been playing now instead is uh pillars of eternity i'm not sure if either of you oh, guys played you're back yeah so i picked it up Last year, or maybe this year, I can't remember. Um, start of the year, maybe. Um, it was just too big, but now I've decided to to jump back into it, and it's it's splendid. It really is. It's lots of reading, but it's it's splendid. So what are you playing that on? Uh, PC. Uh, I was very close to buying it on the Switch, um, but then I was watching like a Let's Play or something like that on YouTube, and the loading screens were about a minute and a half to two minutes each. Um, which made for a very difficult let's play <laughs> for that chap in particular. <laughs> was, he, was he holding his own? Was he was he, <laughs> he, he, he filling that airtime? He, he did a good job, to be fair. But like after like forty minutes, he was just like, oh, "I'm running out of things to say. We're loading again here." Um, <laughs> no, I'm really enjoying the the PC version. Um, and obviously, today being Black Friday, um, I'm sure we'll grab some more stuff on Steam as well later today. Do it, Liam. What about you, buddy? I played or a replay this is a game i uh, had played before but two-thirds of the way through i quit it and i've had kind of a bad opinion about it um so i actually wanted to give it another go because it's um 
probably one of the biggest, most popular games of the last few years, and uh, I wanted to get Football Manager. Football Manager 2021. No, finally. Oh. You know, I could shake off this 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 thing by playing Football Manager. You know, I was about to say something like, "Will I ever, will I ever lose this curse?" But I could just play the fucking game. No, what I ended up playing was I really wanted to give another try, and I finished it this time. I played 2018 Spider Man. For the PlayStation 4, I, I, I owned it on disc already, so I just played the original version, which had the original Peter Parker face, because, you know, they changed his face yeah, to make when they released it, like it really, really controversially. And let me tell you, if we recorded this a little bit earlier... And I was like halfway through the game. I would have been like, lads, you know, I was, I must have been in a, in a grumpy mood at the time. I think, uh, I don't know why I was so down on that game. It's really good. And now that I played it all the way through, I'm kind of back where I was. I just, I kind of started losing my love for it as I played it, you know? And it's so well made in terms of, you know, being Spider-Man, you know, and the control scheme is amazing. And uh, fair play to Insomniac for for just like making you like because like I know it's like kind of saying oh I like Spider Man is like is like saying I like breathing everyone likes Spider Man <laughs> but it's so joyous to just you know play as him in such a, a beautifully realized um, uh, gameplay and controls mm-hmm. but the game around that got so tiresome as it went on yeah. for me anyway mm-hmm. um, and I was very kind of annoyed that as the story started getting better the game started getting more boring to me, which is not a good yes. thing. It almost, it almost yeah. took too long to get to the, the fireworks factory, which is all the prison uh, the prison break and all the big Spider-Man villains being released at, at one time. And uh, uh, Yeah, I, I think it's kind of like the series which we'll be talking about today. I think when they have the second go-around of that game with Spider-Man 2, yeah. I think that's when they will definitely learn from um, their missteps, yeah. for sure. Yeah. But I'm yeah. kind of... I'm, I'm, I'm kind of kind of treading lightly here because i can see why someone would love it why it would be absolutely beloved but i just think as 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 well designed it is um controls wise and stuff like that it's just i don't know yeah no like another the, open the, world the, going just, to a yellow marker or, on your map every time yeah. and it's and, and then there's really like i at first it's kind of like oh i get to play as mary jane watson and miles morales but then as it goes on each time you play yeah. as him i was like no oh the mary jane this is so boring these, these, stealth, yeah. these stealth sections and yeah. but it is a good spider-man story though i'm of the opinion that to make a good spider-man story peter parker has to be miserable for a good chunk of mm. it and they and they did that they did that really well but you know you know there when like um uh, playstation had a big showcase there and they were unveiling it was when that big god of war 2 trailer and the wolverine mm-hmm. reveal and stuff mm-hmm. of that and spider-man 2 reveal and kind of playstation man was kind of saying you know we're c- committed to making kind of story-driven games because you know in the playstation 4 area they have such successful all these big story-driven games it kind of seems like a threat to me if they're all <laughs> going to be kind of like spider-man because as good as it is it's kind of such a bland design model for me and i'd like to like you said on i'd like to see them um, do better next time with it I, I hear miles morales the kind of not proper sequel but the kind of next one i hear it's like shorter yeah it's only like five of, or six hours long i would love that i think that's exactly exactly that's and it's at a christmas yeah. yeah yeah so like i'm not down on anyone who likes this game but um um no it's seven <laughs> no no it's seven out of ten kind of thing for me you know and yeah. like it, it always feels bad to have your goodwill for a game be sucked out while you're playing it you know mm. that's exactly kind of what happened um, but i did finish and I, I did actually like the story but i don't think it was an interesting kind of it was just a good spider-man story i you could watch it on youtube and it'd be the same thing um Liam, can i say as i yeah. look at you on video you have so much chris pratt going on right now he's and so I cool just noticed it. 
<laughs> I don't know if I like that. Knocked, Liam has not cut his hair out in or in forever. So yeah. this long quiff that he has going on with the beard, oh, man, he, he wouldn't be and my then, favorite dude. But I'll take it a compliment. And then all the all, all the homophobic stuff he's got on the wall <laughs> behind him as well is great. Yeah, he really. Oh it. no, stop. Yeah. Um, can I, I'd want to move on yet. I have something else I want to talk about. I want to move on from that. And I also want to talk about something else other than Spider-Man. You don't mind. Um, this is not a game I've been playing, but it's video game adjacent. Have either of you watched Arcane? No. No. The so, League of uh, Legends. Uh, the League of Legends show. show yeah. So I have never played. League of Legends is kind of the opposite, direct opposite of my game taste if you know what i mean it's it's so funny it's one of the biggest games of all time it's so successful i think it is the biggest esport game ever and i know i know what it is and i know it has a reputation for having a pretty um toxic fan base but i couldn't pick out a character and like that i don't I, like it, it, it really made me realize that some people out there really do probably think that you know zelda is link you know that kind of running joke yeah people mm-hmm. probably just have ne- it, it, it's possible to be so far away from a massive pop culture sensation to not know anything about it. But I kept hearing that there's this cartoon on Netflix based on it. And I literally, I couldn't have gone into something more um, blind. I hadn't seen a trailer. I didn't know the premise. I didn't know anything about the game. And it's honestly a masterpiece. I completely recommend it. I've heard as much. It's bizarre how good it is. And I'm talking like a triumph on every level from like storytelling, animation, voice acting. And I, I, I would, if you're looking for something to watch, I wholeheartedly recommend it. Uh, I recommend going. You're, neither of you are League of Legends fans. I'm pretty sure going in blind. I've I'm been hearing, in the rift sometimes, but you, you, know. you, you've, you've been sucked into that that side of the gaming, gaming sphere. But I, um, I, what I've been hearing now that I finished it is that one of the biggest complaints about it is that there, there are characters in it who are from League of Legends because there's a lot of death in, in a lot of character deaths and there's a lot of twists and turns. And a lot, of, it's brilliant. A lot of character changes. It's excellent. But um, what I'm hearing is that if a character is in League of Legends and you're a fan, they have plot armor, essentially, you know, so everyone's kind of going, they're not going to kill this character yeah. if they're in League of Legends. But I literally knew nothing. Mm-hmm. I didn't know any of the iconic characters, didn't know anything. And um, anyone listening to this, I really recommend it. I truly loved it. It feels mm-hmm. like this kind of thing I've been looking for for years. I love, I love character-driven fantasy um, stuff, you know, and this is exactly what it was. And just the animation and the action was fantastic. Well, that so, is a, yeah, a glowing review from the man who uh, recommended uh, Netflix's Sexy Beasts uh, before we actually started uh, recording today. I didn't recommend it. I just said I watched it in a malaise. There's a difference. There's a difference, goddammit. And it's actually very rare that you get an animated 42-minute show as well. Yeah. That was one of the things that I was like, what? It's nine episodes, 40, 40 minutes, roughly. Uh, not one-off. So if you're like me, I, I didn't know. So I was kind of like, is this going to be a one thing? No, huge cliffhanger. But um, just tremendous stuff. I, I absolutely loved it. Awesome. And since I last spoke to you, gentlemen, I finally made my way through Control, which mm. was a smashing uh. time. I know. And I'm, uh, you know what? <laughs> you know what, Marcy? Try it again. Okay. But I understand if I understand why someone uh, wouldn't be able to warm to it. Uh, it was it was while I was playing it. I was th- I was thinking of you a lot, which sounds strange, but it controls a lot better than what I remember. And I know on the last episode, we were speaking about how um, uh, Remedy sometimes do it, uh, things a bit differently, but I remapped my controller. While it does grow a bit tiresome, it's one of those things of like why I say I I love the, the likes of Lost and Twin Peaks, which is like the world is, there's too much to love about the world that I can forgive all of the things that don't necessarily add up. 
Um, and it has some of the best usage of um, like telekinesis and and flying once you get used to the controls. And you the controls of control. control. Oh, sorry, no, exactly. Don't why I bother with that. I thought about it like thirty seconds ago. <laughs> No, I don't know why there's a lot of good lore there that has kind of sucked me in so if you if you're if you can get on board with that uh it's definitely a world that i would recommend uh diving into particularly if you're looking to get into maybe alan wake remastered if anyone is looking to play that because there is connections between uh between I, I really liked alan wake back in 2000 whatever when it came out i played it once on the 360 and never played it since but i have very fond memories of it i remember it being one of those games that's short but too long Yes. Does that make sense? But it's still, it was still, uh, still a great time with it. I was brilliant world. Kind of wannabe Stephen King. But oh, exactly. that sounded kind of harsh. That kind of sounded harsh. I, I meant that in a kind of nice way. It's a kind of loving homage. It's, exactly. It is It is homage. And then post the world of control, I have finally booted up and started Death, Death Stranding. Oh, which wow. Which has been a, you know, I've been texting Liam on and off about my, you know, kind of <clears> experience <throat> with it. I'm about four and a half hours in and I've heard that you need to get over the, Ten, yeah, ten, it, ten eight, hour eight, eight hours, eight to ten <laughs> that's hours. What, that's what it was for me until I actually liked that game. It's yeah. you know, uh, my girlfriend walks into me playing this game sometimes, and she's like, "This is the strangest fucking shit I have ever seen." <laughs> Which part, the the the, the eternal walking or the monster energy drink pro- product placement that's all over it? <laughs> uh, it was what was it? It was actually when I was carrying the president's body. Yeah. Um, just through an open field and she's like what the <laughs> fuck is this and then the other time she walked in and was like uh and i just like it was one of those moments we just you know met each other and we had eye contact and just on my screen my digital norman <laughs> Reedus was rocking a baby uh, in <laughs> uh it's a it's a really good conversation starter um <laughs> it's uh you know what i'm kind of loving it but I don't know Good. if I'll be able to stick forty to forty-five hours with it. A game, you yeah. might, you might reach that point where you'll really want to, though. That's what happened. Yeah, to me. That, and that's what yeah. I've heard. So you I'm might gonna, not as well. I'll power through until that that ten-hour mark. The you know it. I wouldn't do any justification if I was trying to actually explain what this game is. Um, it's just different. It is just different. So and actually, Marcy, if you can pick it up on Black Friday, it, if you haven't played it, I'd recommend just like giving it a go. I'd uh, love to hear your thoughts. I just watched uh, Donkey do a video on it before mm. we we jumped. He out hates here. it. He fucking hates he, it. He re- really hate, like passionately mm. hates it. Um, but yeah, it's on my list. It's it, it's Kojima, and it's too weird to not give it a go someday. Yeah, I so, played yeah. I played it out of loyalty to Kojima because he gave me so much in my childhood. But I, I and, and that's why I got ten hours in. But when I did, like I said, to reiterate, end up loving. Just to say, on before we move on, um. When you messaged me your photograph, you he sent me a photo of the opening cutscene of um, Death Stranding. I was actually in, um, <laughs> I was in a museum in an art piece where you turn <laughs> crystals and you made they make sex noises. <laughs> so I just wanted to, it was a weird art piece. You're in this big room. It was like, <laughs> it was this most bizarre thing ever, and I was just like, and I was like, oh, Death Stranding. I, I'm doing something weirder than him for once. <laughs> Are you you know sure what? that was a museum. You know it what? was, this, yes. It was a textile museum. The game <laughs> is about connecting people. And Liam and I were connected subconsciously yes. in that moment. Wow. That was that was our strand. A deep moment. But gentlemen, we are gathering today to of course talk about one of my favorite video game franchises of all time, which is the Uncharted series. <laughs> 
That's pretty good. But, uh, that was, uh, it was a ton of shite. <laughs> For those who don't know the Uncharted series, of course, let me give you a little spiel before we dive into our deep dive discussion. Uncharted is a series of action-adventure games developed by Naughty Dog, again, one of my favorite developers, and published by Sony Interactive Entertainment for PlayStation consoles. The main series of games follows Nathan Drake, a treasure hunter who travels across the world to uncover various historical mysteries. The main series began with Uncharted 1, Drake's Fortune, released on the PS3 in 2007, followed by its sequels, Uncharted 2, Amongst Thieves in 2009, Uncharted 3, Drake's Deception in 2011, with the final installment, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, released on the PlayStation 4 in 2016. A prequel, Uncharted Golden Abyss, was released for Sony's PlayStation Vita handheld system in 2011, followed by the card game spin-off, Uncharted Fight for Fortune in 2012. A standalone game in the series, Uncharted The Lost Legacy, was released in 2017, and the series has been universally acclaimed and commercially successful, having shipped more than 41 million units, making it one of the best-selling video game franchises of all time. And, of course, can we not forget, a new Uncharted movie is on the way, starring Tom Holland as Drake and Mark Wahlberg as Sully, and that is coming out this February. And for today's show, we are going to be discussing just Uncharted 1, True 4. But, gentlemen... Before we dive in, there is one question that I need to ask you both, which is, in which order do you rank the Uncharted series? We're just we're starting, up, we're starting off with a straight up ranking. We're going, we'll go in with the straight in ranking, and then I look forward to hearing your explanation as to... I got it. I got it straight away. Um, from worst to best, it goes one, three, two, four. Worst to best, Okay. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Brilliant content. Yeah. yeah I was, <laughs> you don't want to elaborate on that at all, or I thought we'd elaborate as we as we discuss. Um, <laughs> we will, to, to be honest. Well, I think I think on there are there are like when I think of that quadrilogy, I love I love using that word whenever I get to. Is that um, I've always thought there's two excellent ones, two and four, and just two ones that I have problems with one and th- one and three so i can I'm kind of maybe swap two and four around depending on what mood i'm in but i definitely divide the franchise from one and three at the kind of less good ones and then the two and four are the masterpieces and yeah, marcy and what about you where, where where does it sit in your ranking i'm i'm the same unfortunately yeah. so there's not, not much not much here for debate um i i replayed one about seven or eight months ago and that really affirmed for me that it's the worst and it's aged poorly it's, um, it has, yeah it, it really has i'm actually still a bit blown away their own did you say uncharted 4 came out in 2016 that is correct five years oh my god okay that's very, yep. very scary it still feels like such a such a new game to me i don't know why but yeah i i'd agree with liam there i think four four and two are a cut above one and three um one was kind of as you were saying similar to, to spider-man they were you know has his issues and his problems they aren't meant for two and then i think three was just they played it super safe um it just kind of although actually my favorite set piece is from three very very, very fair. interesting do you, do, you know, actually, do, you know, do you know sometimes you hear in marvel films you hear that they hire directors but they've already figured out what the action scenes are going to be so mm. they kind of base them with the scripts around those action scenes that's what uncharted 3 feels like there yeah. are amazing set pieces in it but it feels like they wrote, okay, we need to get Nathan Drake to a big, gigantic, capsizing ship now. So let's just bring in, <laughs> like, let's just bring pirates in straight out of nowhere just to get him there. That's yeah, that's exactly. What he feels like, you know? And gentlemen, my, and I knew this would be the case, and that's why I actually uh, want to kick things off with it, which is 
my order is Uncharted 4, 2, 3, and 1, going from best to worst. So we are aligned. Mm. So that's why I actually wanted to kick things off so we can start off with all of our least favorites, which is Uncharted 1, Drake's Fortune. Um, because I have such fond memories of this game because this was the game that I purchased with my PlayStation 3 back in mm-hmm. the day. I believe I got it uh, in December. I, I think it came out in um, November of... Yeah, it came out in November and I got my PlayStation 3 um, in December. And I remember thinking to myself, holy shit, above all else, these are the greatest graphics that I have ever seen in my life. Look at that man's hair. <laughs> That's what I said when I first played. When I first played, look at Nathan Drake's hair, and then you go into water, and all his clothes get wet, and you're like, "Wow, wow!" Session three, the graphics yeah. are amazing, but his hair never got wet. I was like, no matter how good the graphics were, I was always, um, I, I always focused on that. It's like, damn it, we're not, we're not a wet hair yet. But now look at us in the future. PlayStation Five is wet hair everywhere. But you're like, you're not wrong, Liam. You're, you're actually not wrong. It's, I almost think of like the Uncharted games. It's kind of. Uh, Almost like a sequential order of worlds for Mario, which is you need to have your your you know your grass levels, you need to have mm-hmm. your uh, your snow levels, you need to have your fire levels, um, and Uncharted is kind of like that for me. I was I remember thinking it's like oh my god, I've never seen water done so perfectly yeah. in a game, and I, I used to just like walk in and out of ponds and rivers just to see the soakage on on his H and M t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> God, your eyes really lit up during that spiel. <laughs> I, I learned a, an awful lot about the two of you there in the last two minutes. Uh, it was very, very odd. Um, but yeah. What are your earliest memories? I, Not in I, life, of the game. <laughs> My earliest memory is playing Uncharted 1, so it doesn't work. So. No, I, um, I got a 360 uh, when, I, when I was able to choose next-gen console because PlayStation has become synonymous now with the big... Uh, big um, exclusives but actually between the 360 and playstation 3 for those first couple of years the xbox 360 had the better exclusives and i really was gutted i wanted to get like your your bioshock and your mass effect or whatever was out of time but i remember being really gutted because i was a huge uh, naughty dog fan i don't know i i think i might have ran the gamut i think i was i think i was an ultimate naughty dog boy you I, were. I think i played all the crash games all the jack and exit games like and i was I'm very excited to play uncharted but i couldn't get it until oh and i believe you gave me a loan of your playstation 3 because I wanted to play Metal Gear Solid um, 4. <laughs> I, yeah, and that's when I first played it, as far as I know. I played Are you your serious? Copy. Yeah, I played your copy of... Um, yeah, I think so. I, I believe so. Because I played I played um, Metal Gear Solid 4 on your PlayStation. I remember that because you went to go see the Hulk that evening with your brother. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> Everyone's 24th favorite MCU movie. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yes, and I played it and... Uh, I actually loved it at the time, which is why, like Marcy said, going back to playing it is, is a little bit, it hurts a little bit because it's kind of, all the charm is there in the story and it, like everything that you kind of end up, if you if you love the vibe of Uncharted, it's all there in the first game, but it's just kind of an antiquated kind of bad third person shooter at this point. Yeah, I played two first. Ah, really? actually. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I was very late to Uncharted. Um I think Owen, you even back then, Owen, you were a huge fan of the first one, so you talked about it an awful, awful lot. And then it was when two came out. Um, I, I actually think Owen also gave me not a PS3, <laughs> but I think oh, I think you gave you let me the copy of Uncharted Two, Owen. Uh, just, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, th- thanks for financing our, our video I think, game. I think Owen, didn't, didn't you bring Uncharted to Limerick? 
I did. <laughs> first person, you passed it out at on, on the Dunstore's roof. You just threw it down <laughs> to the masses. That and uh, you know copies of <laughs> illegally recorded radio tapes from uh, the Rubber Bandits. No. <laughs> our our Canadian listeners are so ostracized right now from everything we've just said. They have no idea what's going on. Um, but uh, yeah, I I don't know. It's weird. I I loved two two caught me in a big big way, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But that, that really blew me away. Um. But then playing one after it, it did just feel like, oh, I can this, you know, I can see what they improved upon here. I, I found it a struggle to get through. I'm sure we'll, we'll get to this. But I think you're, you're what, about maybe two-thirds of the way through the game. And there must be a two- or three-hour period where you just feel like you're consistently shooting the same 10 bad guys again and again and again and again. Um, and Unchart- Uncharted 1 loves the whole thing of sending a wave of bad guys at you yeah. and then halfway through the battle sending them from behind you exactly, exactly. and then just, you don't yeah, yeah. so I, I actually really don't have very fond memories of the first one uh, very fond memories of the second one but the first one yeah I didn't, um, didn't and it's funny that you there. say that because you know there's probably only about five hours of gameplay <laughs> <laughs> in, the, in the first Uncharted yeah yeah. I actually played banter the- is in it though Ten about hours two hours. <laughs> is it, how short is it? How short? Do you have any idea how it's short the first one? Very ones? short. It's about <clears throat> seven hours in total. Oh wow! I, didn't, I don't remember that. Wow. Yeah, I I played the remastered collection not so so long ago, which is obviously the best way to play it now for anyone who hasn't played available on PlayStation Four. And you know, it's a testament to be fair that. While probably gameplay wise, it like it doesn't hold up. If you actually go back and and look at things like the foliage and some of the um, you know, the weight of the characters in that world, it still to a certain degree holds up. Although they look like clay people, you know, I love I love that generation where they haven't they didn't like uh, really work out how textures worked. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. So like uh, everyone's very smooth. Oh yeah, he's oh my god, he just looks like a and their eyes look weird inside their heads. Yeah. <laughs> but the one thing that like on un, you know Uncharted did uh, you know above all else was kind of give this really um interesting characters. And it, it was kind of unlike anything that I had played um in in terms of video games, you know, it, I it wore its um homages on its sleeve, right? You know, it's I, re- I remember it was, I think it was one of the E3s where Naughty Dog had presented this. And at the time, it was just known as Project Big because it was the biggest, it was literally, it was the biggest project that Naughty Dog had ever worked on. It didn't even have, you know, uh, it had like a silent protagonist because they didn't have voice actors for Drake yet. Um, and it was kind of just, you know, some vertical slices. But one of the things above all else at that time, um, thanks to, to Amy Hennig, who was who had uh, who had worked with um, Naughty Dog for a while, who wanted to do something more mature and something more narrative based, you know, created four video games at the time. You know, really, really kind of like three dimensional characters within this really kind of pulpy Indiana Jones slash Tomb Raider world. And part of why part of why I like it is it's it's kind of like the evolution of Tomb Raider. Um, mm-hmm. In my mind, it's like Tomb Raider. Yeah. I'd gotten to a certain point where, you know, I liked one, two was, you know, great. Three was really good. And then it started to kind of get stale mm-hmm. to a certain degree. The Uncharted series did as well. It was too much of a good thing within too short a, a period. Um, but it was the like evolution of of Tomb Raider for me. Yeah, and it's the first time really I remember that like 
you it really did feel like you were playing like a Hollywood movie. Like it did, it did capture that uh, in a really, really good way. Um, I'm curious now because there's full remasters of all of them coming out. I think next year, isn't there? Um, for for PC and PS5, um, just four. Was it just four? I thought it was yeah, all. It's a, it's all it's a really odd one. It's just four. Oh, that's I'm incredibly disappointed, and my point now is completely uh, pointless. So I'll throw <laughs> back to move, move on to him. Do you know the way you said it was like a Hollywood movie, though, Marcy? I get, I, look at, I'm just springboarding right off you here. I'm saving you. No, um, one of the best <laughs> things I think that game did, and I, 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 I remember not seeing, not having seen much of this in um, gaming before. Um, I don't know how I, I don't know if I'm referring to the right terms, but I'm just going to say like the dynamic animations of Nathan Drake during the gameplay, or like the way if a, a grenade is thrown at you, he kind of go whoa, 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 and and stuff like that. You know, just kind of how he kind of reacted to the environment around him. He just felt kind of video game characters in all games just tend to feel like they're kind of just standing in the middle of this 3D world. But he kind of felt like a part of it. They put a ton of like um, effort into um, small stuff like him putting a hand on a wall mm. if you like stood up to it, which is every game now. But that was like a huge deal. Like I think Naughty Dog are always on the forefront of animation in video games, not just in their cutscenes, but in the in the gameplay too. Because um, Jack and Daxter was amazing at the beginning of the PlayStation 2 era as well. And uh, I I just remember my, I just, it's such a weird small memory, but I remember my dad watching me playing um, Uncharted 1, just be passing by. And I think he kind of got sucked into it because even through the gameplay, all that, all that kind of, um, that elements of it make it like a little mini movie you're kind of mm-hmm. playing. So like, it was like if, if a grenade got thrown at me and Nathan Drake kind of reacts to it, it kind of feels more like something, like he, he, he doesn't play video games, but it felt like something he could sit down and watch, you know? Yeah. He's, he's my, into treasure hunting, isn't he? Your dad? Well, we can't say that in here. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, Sorry. He's a fucking national treasure is based on him. <laughs> the, Nick, the, the Nick Cage movie. <laughs> but Liam, you're completely right. My, it's Whenever I bring up Uncharted um, to my dad, it's one of those recognizable franchises because it was, it was the game that I always said, it's like a movie, but you play it. And, you know, I show him the, the trailers for the upcoming ones and he'd be like, yeah, but like, you know, you, you don't do any of that. I'm like, no, remember, this is the one where you do everything that you're seeing, even if it's just tap square to, yeah, make, that, you know, Nathan not die on a train or something sometimes. I, I, that, yeah, that's the one thing I question. Do you really do it? Like, I, I was watching a couple of videos of it, um, the first one today, particularly it's going to rejog my memory. Um there's nothing really at stake in it as a game when you're kind of, let's say when you're climbing or, you know, you've, and it's a first time you see this huge kind of landscape and you're playing it and you can look around at the analog and go, wow, look, this is such a huge uh, level or whatever. Like it, it seems mammoth, but it's really hard to fuck up. Like the platforming would even call it platforming part of it um, is, is really weak. Um, and I'm not trying to be harsh here, but I just always felt like that, you really weren't playing it. You know what I mean? It just felt like one, it's not like a full, you know, quick action uh, kind of video game, but I just never really felt there was anything at stake and never felt like it was, it was in any way challenging. I, I think you're skewing a little bit too harsh for me, but I absolutely get what you're saying. And I was actually planning on saving this for maybe talking about Uncharted 2, but it was a really interesting kind of conversation that happened around the time of Uncharted where with these kind of big cinematic action games that are all built around amazing set pieces where it was this whole idea, and this has been a conversation since like games moved out of the arcades, like how do, how do games deal with death, like uh, in terms of punishment when you die? And I think one of the kind of interesting things about Uncharted is that like 
and and this actually applies to spider-man that i just played there like there's big bits in spider-man where like big it becomes like cinematic and you're kind of just tapping buttons to make spider-man catch hel- a helicopter a big set piece to developers or if the developer is designing these big amazing set pieces they don't want you to fail because mm. it's amazing to see it play out so therefore when you die in an uncharted set piece you kind of make it bad that amazing train sequence in Uncharted 2, which is a big shootout on a train, and it's so cinematic and so um, so exhilarating as, until you get shot and you die, and then you go back a bit, and suddenly the momentum of the design has been sucked out of it. And it's such a strange position that Uncharted sits in, where the game is better when you're not, when you're not failing at it, so... Does the game want to challenge you? Does it want to defeat you? I think they actually kind of want you to succeed and they want you to yeah. hand you, hold your hand through it uh, more and more story. than they don't. And yeah. this got better as it went on. I think 4 obliterated this problem with more kind of open Yeah, 100%. I, I think it's yeah. you know a retrospective of when we look at it now. It's um, the, only, the only other game that I can potentially compare it to for those kind of climbing mechanics that maybe did it better at the time was The Prince of Persia's. Mm. Um, but they also, you know, Sands of Time gave you a button to rewind because you kept fucking failing. So but even, but even yeah. Sands of Time, a few years older, like if we're talking about specifically the platforming, I think there was more to it than specifically just talking about the climbing sections of Uncharted, which just kind of wanted you to point your analog stick in. in Ex- yeah, they were, more, they were puzzle based to a certain degree. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. Very similar Assassin's pl- Creed, same kind of thing. And, and, and Assassin's Creed is a very good comparison, Marcy, because I think. Like with any of these games, without take going in like a radically different direction, Uncharted One really set the foundation of okay, you know what? We know what people like. We know what story beats to to use for for the future. Um, I.e., you know, the occupants never left Sully or whatever that that line is, where some supernatural element. The you Spaniards know, are still here, Sully. <laughs> 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 exactly you know it, it, it the the first one really set the foundation and they you know really made the mistakes with that one so they can iron it out in what is all of our unanimously our second favorite sometimes first depending on your you know your flavor and mood of that day um, yeah. uncharted 2 so what uncharted 2 what i i'm interested to know your guys memories of uncharted 2 Got it for Christmas, and I actually remember bringing my parents in and showing them the graphics. I do, I'd like to do that sometimes. Uh-huh. Look at graphics, because the opening of Uncharted 2, it, it begins in Media Res with Nathan Drake um, going off side of a cliff in a train, and then you have to climb up it. And it was just, at the time, the best graphics I'd ever seen. Like, as I said, Naughty Dogs were always at the at the forefront of um, graphics of whatever whenever they make a game. I, I love Uncharted 2. Mm. Um, I, I, do, I still do. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes, you know, you want to play something like I want to play something that'll last 50 hours and it'd be really engrossing. And, uh, you know, sometimes you want to just kind of play a roller coaster of a game. And I kind of talked there about um, how the set piece isn't dying and the, what do the developers want you to die and how dying can ruin it. And I think that's a huge problem when Uncharted 2. But sometimes if you're just in the mood for this kind of game and, and, there's more to it under the hood than just, it's just an action game that brings you to set piece set piece it's completely linear but uh, Night Dog are excellent we always talk about this when we talk about Night Dog they're excellent at pacing it out mm. I think Uncharted 2 with its quiet moments when it when it decides when it, when it decides to do puzzles when it decides to do a full on just cutscene for not a lot of cutscenes compared to other games or when you're in a big action set piece um, 
you can attack to put that game down. And sometimes you just want that. I, I know there's little doodads you can go off the beaten track to collect in Uncharted games. I never want to collect them because when I'm in the mood to play something like Uncharted, I'm in the mood to just go and just play mm-hmm. this game. And, and I love being swept up in it. I had a lot of criticisms for games like that. And I kind of just criticism myself in this podcast, but there's such room in my heart for those games. And I really doesn't need them sometimes. And Uncharted 2 is one of the best examples of them. Yeah, I, I agree with everything Liam we just said there. But the, it was the same with me. The minute I put it up, I was just instantly encapsulated with it. Um, I remember seeing Nathan walk through the snow. Yeah, and yeah, see, yeah the and snow. I, and yeah. That blew my mind. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> we can do that now? Um, Wet that, hair and this? Wet. I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Liam must be so happy. That's all I was thinking. <laughs> Um, but like that, that entire first set piece as well is incredible. But you within the first two hours, um, and I, I can't remember I played this first and I tried one afterwards. But everything they raise their bar in every single way. Yeah, it feels more polished. Um, the voice acting is absolutely incredible, by the way. In in, in Uncharted Two, um, uh, the writing is better. Um, just from top to bottom, it, it's an improvement. And then I remember I played it for, for hours, like about three or four hours, my first sitting. And then a guy I used to work with uh, at HMV was like, "Oh, have you tried uh, the multiplayer?" The multiplayer. And I was like, "The what? I didn't even know that was a <laughs> thing." Um, uh, I sank hours into that multiplayer. Um, it was yeah. it was excellent. It was really really good. It was it was something so different, uh, such a different take on, on anything I played before. Um, but on try and now with the more I talk, actually, I'm going to change my ranking. I think I tried to do is actually my favorite. Uh, Are you going to change it uh, back when we start waxing lyrical about four in a while though? Probably, yeah, yeah, but, but but thankfully, our our audience have a very, very uh, poor memory, so they won't remember. No. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right, Marcy. It it, it stepped, it, like it just stepped it up in every single facet. So I think, like, one of the big things for me was, I I think it was one of the first massive ad campaigns that Sony had done for like a blockbuster franchise, like. I remember, you know, God of War had those amazing, like Gary Jules, Mad, like Mad World ads, and they mm. had that that entire campaign going. But I, I think Gears Uncharted, of War. Gears of War, Gears of War. What did I say? God of War. God, God of War. War. I'm very confused. Apo- apologies. It's okay. And uh, like Sony had uh, similar TV campaigns and everything with Uncharted too. So, and I just remember just being like, "Oh, like holy shit! This thing just looks action packed, unreal." Um, just pure adrenaline and compared to the first game it's so varied you know i think uh the first one it's like okay you know we can do foliage really well and we could do these ancient tombs really well and there was a certain green and brown to the game but in uncharted 2 like right off the bat having you know the snowy mountaintop the himalayan kind of location and then going back and being in a like you know suburban kind of town um you know the train car sequence like there was so much variety even from a gameplay point of view of the platforming at the very beginning which again is one of those set pieces where you're on the edge of your seat and it's you know amplified by not failing and you're jumping from seat to seat in that in that yeah it's awesome it's exactly like uh, Jurassic Park 2, The Lost World, starring Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, when she falls on the glass. Is it? Exactly. That, yeah, that happens mm-hmm. to Nathan Drake, yeah. It does, but no dinosaurs. And, you know, everyone speaks about the train sequence, but I, the, I remember the big thing for me, and this is, 
it might sound much smaller, but there's, I believe there's a sequence where you're going through a falling building. And yes. all yeah. of the desks, like the, the, the physics and everything, you're shooting your way through the building and, you know, shit is flying everywhere. Desks are being thrown around. And then Liam, it was actually one of those instances where I kept failing. Because I didn't know. I'm like, the game obviously, you know, it's obviously pushing me towards something, but it didn't click with me. It was like, oh shit, I have the power to make the jump. (laughs) So, you know, the the, the building is falling down into another building, and there's a huge window at the very end. And I, I think Nathan is like pretty much sliding down with all the tables and chairs. And at the very last moment, I assumed, I was like, I thought this was a cutscene. I didn't know I was still in control of what was actually happening. Um, and then obviously being able to jump from that building to the next. And it was the same with ro- going through the streets. And I actually remember the big gameplay thing they showed off from Uncharted 2 was the helicopter fight on top of the rooftops. Yeah. And the autonomy that the player has going from building to building. That entire sequence, because I think the tail end of that sequence is running down an alleyway while this massive SUV truck is trailing you and you're shooting backwards. Can I, can I say one thing about Uncharted 2, just to get your opinions on it? Um, I think it, it has one big flaw uh, that I never really got over. Um, and I can't remember what they're called, which shows the level of research I've done uh, for today's podcast. The but, um, Yes. Like those weird kind of supernatural creatures, what they used to be humans, I think, and then they transformed or whatever. Well, first, there's, there's yetis, but they turn out to be dudes in suits. And then there's mm. big blue avatar Navi looking guys that come at you. Just I, pulled me right out of it, man. Uncharted, like, Uncharted, 3, Uncharted 3 and especially Uncharted 4 moved away from that third act supernatural. I, Uncharted 3 kind of does it, but it turns out it's fucking, they're high off water. Yeah. They drank. <laughs> I kind of like the in Uncharted One too. You fight zombie Spaniards, but they're, they're kind of like golem creatures. I like the third act monster reveal. I, I like the guys in um in two. I disagree with you. I'm into them. They kind of oh, wow. throw spears at you. It just, it just didn't feel like it, it just it just didn't feel right. You know what I mean? It no, just, it, I don't it, know. It, it, one one had set the one had set the precedent. One had put fucking ghouls coming I'll at you. A second, man. Oh like, yes, yeah. Listen, man. Yes, my bad. Oh, my go bad, back. Yeah. Keep repeating that. Be a rubbish podcast. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> but, but what do you think of? Because when 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 you talk about Uncharted's biggest influence is Indiana Jones. That's one of those compared to. But you know, when I talk about Raiders of the Lost Ark or Temple of Doom or Last Crusade, I just there's so many. I I can, I know what they are. I just find, without the gameplay, Uncharted stories kind of melt away in my memory a little bit. He's always looking for a city. And even now, like Uncharted 2 is one of my favorite ones. And I, I love, I'm kind of like, what was he up to? What was, go- what was going on at all? <laughs> the, it, do, you want, do you want to reminds me of? The Mission Impossible yeah. movies. The yeah, exact yeah, same yeah. Thing. I, I, you, I don't know what he's doing. Is there a, like a nuclear bomb in the loose? Blah, blah, blah. But someone says, oh, that's the one where he, uh, you know, he held into the side of a plane as it took off. I'm like, oh, yeah. you know, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol or whatever. It was probably wrong. Now, whatever Four, Uncharted 4 is the big exception. Um, it, like, we'll, we'll get to it. It's a yeah. much better um, piece of storytelling. But two, I'll always remember, like, even if I can't remember exactly why you're there or what Nathan Drake's, motiv- Nathan Drake's motivation or treasure. But I remember it was one of the first um, 
great examples of kind of when, when the graphic capabilities got to the point of um, telling a big interactive story driven moment with such details when you're in a Tibetan village mm-hmm. and the game completely slows down and you're just walking through it and then you end up going to these caves and you can actually see Yetis watching you from like the, the way the kind of camera is directed and even more so than a lot of the big set pieces that's one of my most memorable moments of Uncharted 2 I just wish I could Uncharted 2 as well villains I, I never remember so the that villains. was my like, next point right yeah. which is which is I think Uncharted as a series you know stumbles because it doesn't have the strongest villains no you know the the only and this is a bit of a cop-out but you know Uncharted 3 part of the reason why I remember that one so much is because of the villain but it's only because she looks a lot like Helen Mirren you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it does and the, big, and the biggest villain, the biggest villain in Uncharted Four, is Nathan Drake's addiction to treasure hunting. Exactly, and you know what, Marcy, making that comparison to Mission Impossible, <laughs> the it's the exact same thing because one of my favorites, but part of only what I know what's going on is Mission Impossible Three, which has Philip Seymour Hoffman as oh, does, the best villain yeah. of the series because he just yeah. plays it so well. Yeah, I don't necessarily know what his intentions are. But I remember him as a villain, which just adds to that story, right? And Uncharted 3 is kind of like that for me, which is part, the plot is only partly remembered because I know Helen Mirren is also looking for a treasure. <laughs> She's that. not in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, will we move on? Will we, will, it is a good segue to speak about Uncharted yeah. 3, which, to be fair, gentlemen, I think I probably like more, even though it's ranked third from best to worst on our list i probably enjoyed and rank it a bit more than you two i would argue that my main problem with it is is that as a series as a oh wait for it as a quadrilogy love it is that (laughs) each game evolves and improves until uncharted 3 which is kind of just inert Mm. and kind of just very is very much just kind of trying to repeat the success of uncharted 2 so if you look at like one two uh, whatever we feel about one, but if you look at one, two, and four, it's a very much a, a very satisfying evolution of um of a series, and especially with two and four, you get you get very different things, you know, from four that you get from two and three. It just feels like they tried to repeat two, and like I said earlier, it really does feel like that they were just like, okay, people love the train in two, mm-hmm. they love the collapsing building. Let's come up with these like amazing set pieces, and as amazing as they are, they really do feel like that they came up with them first, which yeah. is not a huge problem. Like I'm not gonna like slam the game for that it's just it like i said isn't there a bit like the, whatever the main plot of uncharted 3 is there really is a bit where other villains who are pirates come into it yeah. out of nowhere for just a whole chunk and it, you really just feel it just so they can get nathan drake on a gigantic cruiser and top so for another actually, amazing set piece liam you're factually correct Ooh, so it is, it is um nothing so <laughs> <laughs> it is well documented that they had come up with the mechanics to something before any of the plot or anything was developed. So, uh, and you're spot on the ball with the, um, you know, there's two or three massive set pieces in that, but one of them is the boat sequence um, or the, the sinking ship. And the story is that just what, you know, a couple of the developers just showcased this new thing that they had created of, Oh, look at how we can use water with, to interact with all of this environment. Yes. And okay. they were like, okay, we'll write that into the game. Did someone just write big boat on a blackboard at that point? <laughs> it did, though. Because I remember playing it, and I was 
baseline happy that I was getting more of the same in mm-hmm. in some well, ways. About, it's actually look at the development cycles back then. It was released two years. That's crazy. after. Yeah, that's true. so quick. Um, mm. My major gripe with it though was, and a bit of a, it's not really a spoiler, but um, there was a, there's a moment in the game, I think it's coming towards the end, where you think Sully is dead. Um, where you think Sully is re- being killed. Dude, I you remember, remember you texting or us chatting about this after yeah. you playing the game. I th- yeah, I, th- I think that's so long ago. Um, and I was like, wow. I was like, I, I was shocked, yes, but I was actually like, wow, good for them. That's like a really ballsy thing to do. Sully um, is Nathan Drake's love- men- mentor. mentor yeah. which we'll Mark Wahlberg. He's, he's, such he's a lovable idiot. character. Yeah, just think of the opposite of Mark Wahlberg. And you, you, <laughs> you have Sully. Uh, this like wisecracking, uh, cigar-smoking guy. Um, and I was like, wow, good man, that's such a ballsy move out of nowhere. And then he came back. Was he came back to life? Or he wasn't he dead. It was no. It was he high on water. They were high, high on water. water. The whole finale of uh, Uncharted Three to get into another ancient city. Uh, it's all gin this time, isn't it? It's all um, it's all in that neck of the woods. And uh, yeah, there's water that Nathan drinks, and he gets um, he hallucinates off it. And you think you're fighting firemen who shoot fire at you. That was that's what I thought. I'm like brilliant. Another monster, a third act monster, firemen this time, gin. But no. And that's another thing. He, he he hallucinated his um, buddy um, dying. Dying. Yeah. I'd like to change my rank again. Um, oh. I'd like to push three last now. No, um, it plays so much better. And even outside of um, even outside of the um, famous big boat, do you remember the bit? And they they ripped it off wholesale in the in the Tom Holland movie trailer. Do you remember the bit where you fly out the oh, back the plane. of the plane? It's incredible with the, car- with the cargo hanging off it. Yeah. That was exciting. Or there's a big burning building in that one as well, which was very well done. Uh, a building that actually kind of you know tinders and catches fire as you're playing and the, the flames sweep it up that was technically incredible at the time now it's gentlemen hollow. let me tell you what was the big evolution of uncharted as a series this game you were able to play it in 3d were you on the playstation 3 with compatible no. 3d televisions that's a lie nope <laughs> i'm not lying what, what, what year did this come out in 2011 3D tele- that was 3D televisions were a thing back then, were they? Yep. Oh. I remember oh, yeah. it was the big thing. Sony were pushing all of their 3D capabilities. I suppose the, 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 Nintendo, the Nintendo 3DS would have been out around then as well. Yeah. Like, and 3D was huge in cinemas because Avatar, like, three years before that. Exactly. And PS3, remember, the PS3 was I, able to do that? The PS3 was, like, I was powerful enough at the time to be able to, to make that happen? Cell core processor, my friend. You mm. made that up. <laughs> they're not real <laughs> I know I, I made up the core piece but the cell processor is the thing because that's why all those games are uh, abandoned on oh, yes, PlayStation 3 that. because they can't fucking get them off that processor thing it is one of those games where I remember you know I remember the whole more of Uncharted 2 and Uncharted 4 but I remember so fondly the individual moments of Uncharted 3 you know, like that plane sequence, it's because they fucking, you know, kept hitting us over the head with it because it was in every commercial mm-hmm. and they showed us everything of that game before it came out. Um, but it was from a Bond movie. Just, it was stolen from a Bond movie. Just want to know that. Which one? It, uh, the, one of the Timothy Dalton ones. I think it's like uh, Living Daylights. It's the exact mm-hmm. same where he's on a cargo plane, falls off, fights this guy, hang on to us. Um, maybe no. Does, homage, does but... he hold on to the cargo? Uh, James Bond. Yeah. As in, yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a worthy thing to try to recreate something like that in an interactive medium, though. You know, yeah, I wouldn't. It's an, it's, uh, it's would, yeah. an homage. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and uh, it has the best sand physics. 
Yeah, Uncharted had Uncharted Most one had jungle, two had snow, and they were like, okay, we're doing. I remember, I remember seeing developers saying they were specifically like, probably another thing was like, put the story in the desert somehow yeah. because we want to do sand this time. And then and four had uh, come. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like they tripped over that, I, I think, because that's like no come I've ever seen. <laughs> just to wade through it yeah i remember being oh. like wow that, that is they are the most realistic cum physics i've ever seen in a video game they coined the term actually and then <laughs> nintendo have kind of taken that term and ran with it with their games <laughs> and the that's, thing, yeah. that's why it wasn't in 3d but the sand the sand <laughs> the sand is extremely impressive in um uncharted 3 uh, that still enti- is. no it still I, is like it still, still is game, and yeah. i loved loved um what Uncharted does almost better than any game that I can think of, even today, which is, you know, uh, vehicle sequences and being able mm. to go from vehicle to vehicle. And I, I remember the, that sequence in the desert when you're on your horse. Yeah. And Uncharted yeah, yeah. 2 had something similar. You go um, into a sandstorm. When you're going up, yeah, exactly. Absolutely brilliant. I'm a little bit over any action game I play now. I probably, I think I might have been over in 2011 as well, any bit where your main character gets on a, a turret and you have to just be on a turret and shoot people as mm-hmm. at you and so i'm kind of i do think the jeep bits in uncharted 3 when the, when the horse are a better version of that kind of tropes i really started hating after a while the vehicle bit where your partner is driving is like whoa we're not gonna I'm, i don't know why i'm doing an impression of the, <laughs> the design, okay, like, keep going yeah keep yeah, going whoa there's a rock in the way and, and nathan be like hold on i'm firing a gun at men well, oh crap families. oh crap oh crap <laughs> again and again and again <laughs> brutalizing them which gentlemen Leaves us to Uncharted Four, which is unanimously our favorite. Let's be fair. I would, I don't mind two being crowned as well. Like I said, I think two and four, four kind of differentiates us from the exactly. rest of the series. You know, yeah. that's a great point. Yeah. You know who Marcy now looks like when I look at him? Coach Beard from Ted Lasso. Haven't oh, seen this. I, I you haven't that. watched Ted Lasso. Oh, I love that only has one season, and it was one, one season was really good. It has oh, two seasons. It's two seasons. I really, yeah. I really didn't like season two. Oh, I love. Oh, that. you mean like <laughs> physically? Physically, okay. It's just yeah, yeah. being a grump. Uh, Marcy, you gotta watch uh, that. Coach, Coach Beard, how you call it? Coach Beard. Yeah, pretty offended by that. Um, <laughs> He's my just favorite. Just Google character. that there. Yeah, but we can come back to that later after we uh, keep talking about Uncharted Four. Uncharted Four, <laughs> gentlemen. What lasting impression did this game leave on you? I missed it when it came out for whatever reason. I, I owned a PS4. I just didn't play it in 2016, you said on? 2016, yes, sir. I did not. I definitely did not. Um, and when I eventually did get it, I remember going, do you know what? It's time to fucking play Uncharted 4. I went back and I replayed in very close proximity Uncharted 1, 2, 3, and then 4. So I just kind of did a kind of a month of Uncharted. Um, and whatever, you know, I think those first three games, when you play them that close together, they can get a little bit samey. But whatever about that, playing them so close to four um, made four better. Because four mm-hmm. makes the storylines of the previous three more resonant and more emotional. Three, or sorry, four is a wonderful culmination and a wonderful send off. And it's by far, like, I know Uncharted's really only trying to kind of be a kind of very light Indiana Jones type adventure thing. You know, that's fine. But Uncharted 4 as a piece of video game storytelling is like far better. And the writing mm-hmm. and the characters and the emotion mm-hmm. is just much higher and you really care. And because of that, you end up caring about 1, 2, and 3 more as well. It, in, in a sense, it's a perfect sequel, a perfect ending then, because it just yeah. makes the whole franchise better, you know? 
it's and it's a game as well. I actually don't remember the set pieces much from Uncharted Four, which is really really weird. But uh, I remember the quiet moments very well. Yes, uh, there's a like lot the, of them. Very yeah. very confident game design to have so much quiet moments for a big La- action long game, you know? cutscenes like dialogue heavy with yeah, like yeah. Uh, Elena, his his um his his lady um with them just sitting on the couch and him like eating you know and they're playing Crash Bandicoot. Uh, really, yeah, you which you can Crash play Bandicoot. You can, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it's it's fantastic. It's such a great end to the the series. Um. I hope they leave it at that. I don't want any more of it now. I like that it's just kind of tied up with a bow like yeah. that. I think it's 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 perfect ending. Well, Uncharted Four is a, it's a it's an interesting case study. So it had a really troubled uh, development. So Amy Controversy Hennig, the, yeah, Amy mm-hmm. Hennig, who was um, you know the the head writer of the previous three games, they from what I understand they got about halfway to two thirds true. The development of of um, Uncharted Four, which was her vision for the game, um, and it got scrapped. So apparently, there was some inter. Nobody really knows the full story, but there was some, you know, call it internal debate. And I think with the um, success of The Last of Us Two, no, Last of Us One. Oh, last. Sorry, sorry, Liam. You, you are correct. Last of Us One. That there was probably some. Um, oh, we should put in this or we should put in that. Or, you know, it should be influenced more by uh, The Last of Us. Um, so Amy Hennig eventually left or was potentially forced out, who actually knows, um, of Naughty Dog. And they restarted development. And it was Neil Druckmann, one of the creators and writers of The Last of Us series, who was brought on board with Evan Wells from Naughty Dog. And they started fresh. And oh. one of the things that I, you know, I love about Uncharted Four um, is that the Last of Us DNA is all over yeah. that game, for, sure. for and for 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 better. Even, so those, in sen- yeah. Yeah. Even in a sense where the the combat sections are open ended, rather than just being kind of a linear shoot your way through these series of rooms, you you end up in these little sandboxes, and you have to kind of you can stealth kill if you want, or you can end up being a big firefighter. It's very um, malleable how you want to do almost every kind of main kind of um, not the main set pieces when it, you know the action set pieces, but anytime you're fighting a group of enemies. Yeah, and and those quiet moments at Marcy touched upon like those are definitely and you see the evolution of that in the last of us 2 even which you know took cues from and and growth from uncharted 4 is a lot of that character development a lot of the relationship building you know is is done in real time while you have control of the player and you're you're supporting npcs um you know build the world and build their character around you Mm. Um, and I, you know, it was a controversial bit of the game, but I actually loved it was the kind of safari expedition that you go on, which opens up the world of uncharted to, you know, something that we've had, ha- wasn't in the previous games. Mm. It's, you know, you could argue semi open world esque for sure. Um, it's big, but, yeah. big, big open map. That exactly. Part, and, yeah. it, and you know, it's, it's. You know, Liam, it kind of, to a certain degree, reminds me of how you described Final Fantasy XV, which is the boys are in the car and they're on a road trip together. <laughs> and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's Sam who plays Nathan's, uh, who is Nathan's brother and Sully. And it's just the three lads going yeah, on a safari crazy. together. You know, your car gets stuck in mud and you all got to work together to get out the, the crank and the crane and just pull this thing 
you know, out of the mud and you're dry, just, you know, just driving and there's just character interaction going on around you. All the time. Yeah. And do you know what I love about that section of the game? Not a single marker on a radar in the yeah, entire section of that. No, go to the yellow dot. You, it, 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 they... They designed level design used to be a thing. <laughs> when you design, you did. They designed the level so like you, you might get a little bit lost in it, but it's designed in all these ways to funnel you through it and kind of to cultivate exploration rather than just go to the yellow dot. You, you can go off you, if you don't want to go to the yellow dot yet. You can go off and explore other things, but you're and this is where you're going. It doesn't. It lets you kind of explore that whole area as you will. And I remember like thinking as I was playing it, I was like, oh, I love this. I love that they're like leaving it up to me. And the reason why I'm not finding it difficult and why I'm not finding it lost is because they put the time and the effort into designing um, this little this map. Mm. And that's that's what I want to see more of. Especially having just played Spider-Man, um, a game that I liked but was exhausted by the, the yeah. tedium of the, the radar and the yellow marker. As big a, um, of a fan that I am of the Uncharted series, you know, the, the only other spin-off or prequel I've played, uh, Golden Abyss, which is actually better than Uncharted 1, if you gens haven't played it it's uh it's actually quite good um but lost legacy which i'm just waiting to get on sale to be honest apparently is that yeah it, mm, it, it is yeah. a bit more open world i was actually um, hoping one of you might have played it it's a shame that none three of us can talk about yeah. it in our episode. It's, it's one of those things i'm always just waiting if for it to hit the ten dollar mark and then when it when it hits it, I'll 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 purchase it. I for me it was one of those things. It was because Uncharted Four felt like such an ending. It happened yeah. to me with Metal Gear Solid Four back in the day as well. It felt like such an ending, and it, I think it was cool that they decided to follow it up with a spinoff years later. But I'd kind of it ends in such a way that I kind of put it to bed. I put it out of my heart. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I wasn't and in any rush to play it. And by all accounts, it is brilliant. And now that we're talking about, it, I'm kind of like, oh, could that be the next thing I play? Because I've actually mm. been thinking of what I play next. I could be if it's cheap. That could be a good shout. I was just going to say, because we haven't really mentioned it, but Uncharted 4 is also one of the most beautiful looking games. Oh, I've, yeah. I, I never forget putting up for the first time being like, wow, this is a huge five, it was five years box. ago now. Yeah, which I, just, I can't get my head around that, man. I feel really old. Um, and, and the score, um, which I didn't talk yeah. about. There. Each, like, mesmerizing. Like, man, that's such a good game. Uncharted, <laughs> Uncharted in general has one of. Um, video games all-time best main themes in my mm. opinion yeah. uh, it always pops up in the menu it's like yeah uh, it's really kind of epic and emotional just, yeah perfect for the tone Drake's and uncharted team. 4 uncharted 4 has a kind of um more serious version of that but it's excellent and they kind of weaponize it at key moments in that game for big story beats it's excellent i think you know Liam, i want to go back to uh the level design piece yes because i think uh level design actually solves one of my biggest frustration and one of ours with the the earlier um uncharted games which is the waves of enemies and this Mm. linear uh path and progress you know through those enemies and uncharted 4 what it almost widens the battle landscape so it kind of gives you these segments that are you know miniature uh open world maps and it lets you navigate through and approach that battle of how you want to do it and it ties in very much so to one of the new mechanics which is uh, your rope um which adds a you know whole new level of dynamism to it's so simple so simple as well you know you can just swing around it's so um so many different functions even to this day the last time i played it i was like everything felt new mm. you know as in like oh my god i didn't know i could approach it this way 
or I could kill someone. Uh, sounds you know very egregious, <laughs> but I, I could kill someone um, this way. Um, just the the dynamism to the actual combat in four is it's spectacular. You know what? what one of my favorite things about four is is um, isn't the main plot. He's looking for another city, but this time it's actually probably my favorite Uncharted Lost City. He's looking for uh, Libertalia. Is that what's called Libertalia? It's a city run that was run by 12 pirate lords or something mm-hmm. like that. And, you know, he's trying to find where, because all their, tr- their amassed fortune is there. And um, throughout the game, you get to all these different locations across the world where there are all these clues. And you go, you, you can see pictures or clues to who the pirate lords, and there's always 11, and one of them is always blanked out. There is um, an ongoing Easter egg throughout the entire game that the 12th pirate lord is Guybrush Threepwood, the main character of Monkey Island. Oh, cool. And, and I, like, got it. First time, I was like, oh, my God, is this... Is this suggesting it's Guybrush? And as I kind of clicked early, I kind of went through that game, and it's it rewarded me so much until you finally get to Libertalia and you can see you see the twelve portraits of them, and it is it's him, amazing. <laughs> Such a small thing, but just do you know do you know when something that lines up perfectly for you? That was just me. I was just like, someone on Naughty Dog did that just for me. It felt like you know. I before we sign off, there's a couple of things that I do want to talk about, and one of them is a very quiet moment marcin you actually said that you know you you don't remember this like set pieces of four so much it you know arguably it has less of them and it has just one bigger one which is obviously the the hanging onto the truck and the scale of driving your truck through the city and then you're on the motorbike with sam and then the truck is you know you're dragging you through um which is a you know a visual spectacle and is amazing um my apart from the ending which is you know near perfect one of my favorite moments and it was a kind of gotcha moment and liam and i got really really drunk on a call one night and i was telling him this actually he definitely doesn't remember was, i think it was the same night i spilled to lucas out on my bed yeah <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was, it was during lockdown so I was yeah i was to drink in bed it was that was the rules <laughs> <laughs> was it's near the start of the game and you think you're the, the illusion is that you're Drake underwater using your scuba gear looking for a treasure underwater, but really you're working for this like gas or pipeline company and yeah. you're just picking up like a lost piece of equipment or something. And then you go back up to the real world and it's the, like such a subversion of expectation yeah, that I'm like, I'm, it just tired, hit yeah. me that I'm like, this is so like this is different and you're in for a completely different experience but i completely unironically love how in that game he's married now and he's kind of hang, hang hung up his hat but it, it tells a very domestic story about his his relationship with elena except you know rather than some things that you might argue about in, in real relationships it is about he, he his addiction which is adventures yeah. <laughs> he wants to go on he wants to go on adventures and collect That's treasure so pure, and I think, though but since that's what you're doing as a player all through the series, that's that's your main input is these is the adventure and the action to kind of make that Nate's thing that he's trying to give up but he can't quite kind of resonates for you as well. It's like, okay, yeah, that is that is his character. Since most of these things are shooting people and solving puzzles, that should be what his character is based around. And uh, they do it. It's so silly, but they do it in a really kind of um human way. And it, there's a lot of um like the bit where she finds out that she lied that he lied to her and he's actually He's not. He hasn't got a job in some ways. On another goddamn adventure, <laughs> it's, it's actually really well handled. 
gentlemen, the ending. Oh, of one, of the, one of the yeah. best video game or just endings nonstop. I love it. Yeah, it and it ends on like mild spoilers. I don't know if I, I, I don't know if we're spoiling this. It 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 had, four has a, an older brother that com- has never mentioned before who comes back into a Sam and it's all about him and he's maybe lying about where he's been and and he and these things. That game is very much setting you up for some kind of sad ending and that it never gets to. It ends on a very positive note all around. It, uh, Druckmann or whoever decided to kind of end end the end, end of series on a, on a on a sentimental note, which is why I think it works so well. Yeah, there's just there's moments because you don't know. As you said, they kind of hide that from you for a few minutes. I remember just feeling like I was like I'm going to be really upset if they've gone they've gone this way here, which is the opposite of what I said about three. Um, <laughs> yes. Do you, yeah. do, do you think? Because it's I can't remember his daughter's name. Is it Cassie? I think. Yeah. Could, could we see a future Uncharted game with with her? I think so. Yeah. I think I think it's you know I I I'll take the Last of Us approach, which is the world is so rich that there's take it whatever direction you want. You know, the Lost Legacy, the spinoff. Um, your main protagonist in that game is Chloe, who was introduced in Uncharted Two. So you know, I I'm. I leave it rest, wait till I'm refreshed, and give me a a, a swashbuckling adventure. I'd be into that. I I, would, I, I I wouldn't mind. I don't know. I don't know if you'd agree. I'm, I also wouldn't mind not seeing Uncharted again. Yep. It's okay, you know. But if they want to do more, if they want to make the daughter kind of take it up. I would. I'd, I'd buy it. Yeah. I'd be okay with Uncharted again, just not Nate and Drake. Retail strategy. Yeah. If you had to choose one, <laughs> if you had to choose one, the kind of return of Uncharted or Naughty Dog putting the time and resources into a new project, which 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 you think you'd go for? Well, I think and, I yeah, like so. Just, in my hypothetical, you can only have one. Okay, because no, but there's a, <laughs> the caveat is that there is another studio who is handling right um, okay. the Uncharted series now. That's yeah. pretty much all, but being confirmed. Um. You I'm know okay what? because we've got a great movie coming up um, next year, um, so I don't think we've anything to worry about. Um, Tom hopefully... Holland loves it more than anyone. Actually, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> like he really. Have you ever seen anyone like be so on the on the press or whatever? I was knackered making that. Is basically what he's saying. Like, oh, I don't think I acted well. It, it like exhausted me physically. Have you heard all that? Yeah, no, I haven't. Oh, oh have you not? So, Marcy, no. go look at it. There's two things. There's two oh, things, shit. and Liam's completely spot on. Right, one of them was a couple of months ago where he came out and criticized his own performance. Oh, my goodness. So he said he tried to put on this, like, bravado, show my muscles in every scene, which you automatically are like, do you understand the character yeah, he played of Nathan the games. Drake? Did you play the games at all? He yeah. did post on Instagram that he was playing them. Nathan Drake, the core of Nathan Drake's character is that he says quips in the cutscenes and he murders hundreds of men in the gameplay. <laughs> and it's that dichotomy. That's where we find the human element. We love, Nathan Drake. we love him. We love him. He's a lovable guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, as always, it is an honor to be discussing some of my favorite games with you. And I was really, really happy that we got to do this episode because I was really looking forward to it. Um, so thank you. Oh, wait on. We're not what? finished yet. Uh, due to popular demand uh, from me, uh, we are now going to do another quiz, which I believe 
uh, is quiz three. I don't know. I didn't count them. Uh, <laughs> I thought so you said you were busy today. When did you do a quiz? <laughs> uh, I did it. I did it when Owen was doing the intro. Uh, put it together uh, there. Uh, thanks for doing a long intro there, Owen. Uh, today's quiz is simple. Uh, three questions as usual. What I will read you is the Rotten Tomatoes uh, review uh, of a Mark Wahlberg movie. And you have to oh, tell me what I... movie it is. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> quite simple, okay. uh, quite easy. Um, to uh, judge uh, who goes first here, um, I want you both to uh, guess Mark Wahlberg's age and whoever gets nearest will get to go first. So Liam, have a guess there. What age is Mark Wahlberg? Are we going from when he was born or when he blinded that lad? <laughs> God, he did, didn't he? He did kill a homeless person um, or attempt to kill a homeless <laughs> person. He did, he did. <laughs> he didn't kill him, he blinded a lad. I thought he tried to kill anyway. Sorry, I'm going to edit this out. I'm going to get this one anyway. Um, have a guess. I, I'm going to say 51. Okay, what, what are you thinking of? 46. 46. Liam, no, this is Mark Wahlberg trivia. Uh, he is 50. Uh, oh, nice. Soon to turn 51. So. I even watched HBO's Wall Street starring Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Oh, I need to throw out the first uh, movie <laughs> review there. Let's find another one. That's disappointing. Uh, okay. So uh, how this will work is I will read out the review. Uh, it's just a one-liner. Uh, Liam gets uh, the first guess, uh, and then we'll, we'll go from there. <clears throat> so uh, a formulaic comedy that's unlikely to spread much eulitude mer- merriment. Uh, this movie can only muster a few stray yucks from its talented cast. Oh God! Like I, I, I kind of respect the the profession of critic, but that was so annoying the way he wrote that. Yeah, it must be a really entertaining writer. I think it's yeah. Daddy's Home. Okay, is that your final answer? Yeah. No, it's incorrect. Unfortunately, uh, you're wrong. Owen, do you want to sweep in there and uh, get that one? Uh, is it the other guys? The other guys. That's a great guess. Uh, it is also that's also no. Um, it is uh, 2006 uh, crime classic, The Departed. Um, uh, no, it's not. No, it's Yucks. not. No, it's Yuletide. not. Yuletide. Yeah, I'm joking. It's actually Daddy's Home 2. Oh, you uh, prick. I did not know they made a sequel to that. Um, so Owen, John Lithgow's in that one. He is. Uh, everyone's uh, favorite Mel comedic Gibson. actor. Yeah, everyone's favorite comedic actor, Mel Gibson. Although he's a ball of that. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's at one point for Owen there. Well done, he's Owen. He's directing Lethal Weapon 5. Mel Gibson? Yep. Just so no. you know, I don't. I, I don't know why Owen got a point there either. That's two points for Owen. Well yeah. done. Uh, okay, here we go again, Liam. Um, mm-hmm. It's stuffed full of this director's typically dazzling imagery, but this movie suffers from abrupt shifts between horrific violence and cloying sentimentality. Oh my god! Is it Max Payne? <laughs> it is not Rockstar's <laughs> Max Payne. Uh, that, that is incorrect. Uh, Owen, want to speak? Owen, you're go- are you Googling Owen? Owen, you Google it. I just saw such... him. I saw it in his eyes. Uh, I definitely know what it is, though. What is it? I was like, what are Mark Wahlberg movies? Yeah, that's what you Googled. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, friend, it's hard to Google this one. You just yeah, yeah. type in the review um, as you say it. Like. Exactly. Uh, I, I'm going to say Transformers, The Last Night. No. Um, that is incorrect. It's actually the Lovely Bones. Um, I don't. I, like I, really, I really enjoyed the movie. I actually, no. was, yeah, it got, I know it didn't get reviewed well at all. Damn it! You know now that now that you say that, yeah, yeah, but, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, that is it. Yeah. That is it. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Okay, excellent. <laughs> Here, here's um, your fun um, 
Lovely Bones fact, Ooh. which is uh, supposedly Ryan Gosling put on something like 35 to 40 pounds to play the role of the father, which I believe Mark Wahlberg played. Mm-hmm. Um, so he put on the weight and he didn't get the role and it went to Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> why did he Why did he put on the Gosling? weight? I don't think Mark Wahlberg's even fat in it, is he? <sighs> Oh, okay, would have been a better movie anyway. Biker Grove. Biker Grove. Okay. Um, last one here. Uh, on 3 0 up, uh, which means, yeah. uh, Liam, you can actually win this. This one is worth 11 points. Excellent. Um, so you can get a nice big lead there. Okay. Uh, with an implausible story and numerous plot holes, this movie fails to distinguish itself from other mindless action thrillers. It's Max Payne. No. It is not uh, Max Payne, a movie I don't want to think about. I think I had to watch at that time for this this fucking podcast. I can't believe I wasted two of my goals on Max Payne. I think Owen knows it. Owen, do you know it? Is it Infinite? No, it's not. Um, It's uh, the movie Shooter. Um, Oh, yeah. uh, By uh, Antoine Fuqua. Um, Here's your Shooter fun fact. That was later adapted into a television show starring one Ryan Philippe. How did you come up with these? He was, so just, he was just ready with all those. I was ready. Yeah, you could, have, you could have named any movie there, and Owen would have given you a fact. <laughs> yeah, we don't. Pre- and I, I might shock you, but we don't prepare these quizzes at all. Um, <laughs> but before the episode, so. Um, but if we right. did, that would be that would be embarrassing, wouldn't it? It would be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so late. Um, that's 14 nil to Owen well done Uh, done, you won even though both of you got all of them wrong thank you Um, but I'll throw it back to Owen there in the the studio to to wrap this up (laughs) thank you Marcy some studio setup that I have but we will end of course thanking all of our lovely lovely listeners thank you for the love and support that you have given us we of course do this for you guys and we do it for ourselves we make no money And today's sponsor is Manscaped. Shave your balls. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Take care. Shave them. Bye, everyone. Fuck there, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>